0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network.
1: Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I am Dave Caius, your host with the most. Okay, with some, very little. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna. I figured if I said that, I'd get a reaction out of one of you. We also got our. Speaking of reactions, executive producer T Bone is here, and of course, my co host, Two-time National Brisket Championship titles at the Chest to Chest Invitational, Andy Gronerman. And Andy, we got coming up, best-selling author, barbecue author, I should say, uh, Bill West. Have you ever met Bill? I no, don't think you I have, have not
2: be- met Bill.
1: Really? You've met everybody. And this is uh, finally a guest you haven't met. Yes. <laughs> so Bill West is going to be on. He's got a, you want to check this out, Big Book of Barbecue Tri- Tricks, and it's on uh, Amazon or his website, which is barbecuetricks.com. Dot com. And he's also got a huge, according to T-Bone, a huge YouTube channel following. Right? Uh, T- yes. <laughs> Don't ask me how many. Uh, it's a bunch. I saw the numbers and I forgot to write it down. But but needless to say, Bill West is going to be on the show and uh, and all of his YouTube channel followers. He's got a lot of videos. Yeah. And he does them short. He says he he makes the videos about the time it takes to drink a beer because, you know, Tension span of most barbecuers you could say that great tv is great tv <laughs> i like i got that one t-bone he, I, uh, he's, he's stealing my jokes I is was, what andy's doing <laughs> i was looking overhead because i had a flyby there i didn't know what happened <laughs> i actually understood that that's that's really sad um also we we'll were be talking to andy later on about cooking with spirits and uh, you not know, ghosts, not go. Well, we can get into that. <laughs> uh, so, T Bone, what's been going on with you lately? Uh, nothing. Well,
0: that's nothing. Well, there though. we go. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I did want to mention though. You know. Of course, you know Arthur Bryant's. Oh, yes. I know what
1: you're going to talk about. Barbecue Hall of Fame. Right yeah, a lot of
0: people may not know about this. And, then, uh,
1: and, and Arthur Bryant's, I should say, we record in Kansas City. Sure, we talk a little about Kansas City. But Arthur Bryant's is a national barbecue institution. Yes. yes. It's been around since maybe the 30s, I guess. I'm guessing. I don't know if it says and, on your information. And, and would,
0: would anybody argue in this room that Arthur Bryant serves tons of brisket oh. every year. Oh, and their sandwiches are huge. Yes. Huge. You can make two meals out of them, and literally tons. Okay. And, and, not <laughs> and, and I, I know you guys probably have heard about this, but this is is uh, really something. So you go into Arthur Bryant's now, and you are greeted by a sign mm-hmm. that says, order anything besides brisket or burnt ends. <laughs> And that's like 70% of their business. Yeah. And they're appalled at their own prices. Right. They, but, they
1: can't believe it. A brisket sandwich is selling for 18 bucks. Yep. yep. I don't know what the, does it list the burn ends? Because those are usually more expensive than brisket sandwiches. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a dollar less. <laughs> uh, really? Oh, that's a savings. Yes. Uh, but by the pound,
0: if you buy brisket by the pound, it's twenty one ninety five a pound. And that amazing? Prices are nearly double what they were less than a year ago. Yeah, and so let me just break that down for you, T-Bone, so you understand why that, because
2: this is something that comes up a lot with barbecue restaurants right now because of the price of meat. And if you think about a a whole brisket that you're going to cook, let's say it's 21 or 2 pounds, right? You're going to trim some of the fat off of that, so you're going to lose maybe 15% in the trim. You're going to lose another... 20 percent during the cooking process mm-hmm. that long slow cook it's losing right. moisture it's losing fat and then once you slice that and put it on a plate you're going to get all of that those crumbs and crusty <laughs> edges that fall off right. and there's another few percent you end up with a yield that is about half of what you started no with. kidding so if they're spending eight dollars a pound on brisket raw before they season it before they cook it before they do anything they're still not making much at $21 a pound.
0: Exactly, and that's wow. why they're asking, please, don't, <laughs> don't order this. We're not going to make any money. But that sign is real, and they do. They're like, we're paying so much for this.
2: We don't want to charge you more than what we're already charging you, so order something yeah. else, please. That's like
1: watch, walking into Nebraska Furniture Mart, and there's a sign that says, don't buy any of our couches. <laughs> yes, because they're, they're, they're all... At their price. Well, and, and I've been to another barbecue joint that had a, a similar sign uh, a while back during, well, during COVID because of all the di- different things that have happened. And I, I appreciate the fact that they're honest about it. I saw a TV news segment about what T-Bone is talking about, and they were interviewing some people. And I have to, tell I mean, you know me, I don't have a ton of money, but you know what? For a brisket sandwich or a burnt-in sandwich, I'll still pay it. Yeah, and a lot of people being interviewed go, "I know it's expensive, but I got to have it." I mean, you get a you can get a fast food burger anywhere, anytime, but when you get something like barbecue, I first of all, I expect to pay a little more. And for me, it, it's a celebration of my tummy, so yeah. <laughs> I'll pay $18, 19 bucks for a sandwich. Uh, but but then you know, and then I got to have the sides. But, that, so. yeah, but the point is, that's not going to keep
0: their doors open. Because yes. basically they're they're kind of giving it to you. Yeah, it's a it's the highest cost item on their menu.
1: Now I've heard, and and maybe Andy, you know that they're starting to think it's going to start to come down fairly soon. They think
2: I with gas prices up. Well, uh, that's a good point. Uh, the transport of the raw product gets expensive, yeah. and labor's up. It's a very interesting market right now in restaurants. You know, they get to bear a lot of that because all of their raw product costs go up, so they have to charge more to put it on the table.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the the sign that, that T-Bone's talking about, it's kind of funny when you read it because I did read the sign. I saw, I saw the article about it. And it said something like, order ribs or pork or turkey, but don't order the brisket or burnt ends. And I'm like, am I really in a barbecue joint when they ask me to do that or not do that? <laughs> anyway, that is very interesting. Time now for our Ask Andy segment sponsored by our April Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Smoke on Wheels Pork marinade and Injection. And we're talking, this is, this is good for a little while, the half gallon, to get the yes. big half gallon of it, of the smoke on wheels, pork marinade, and injection. T-Bone, what do you got for us for a question? Andy. Yes, sir. <laughs> what is the optimum time
0: that meat should soak in a marinade? Does the type of meat affect that time? And that's from Tom's us Lake Oswego, Oregon. Well, that is a great question.
2: Mm-hmm. And what I will tell you that matters probably more than the type of meat is the type of marinade and how much acid is in it. If the marinade is highly acidic, it will break down that protein quicker, so you won't want to leave it as long. When you start looking at the piece of meat and how that impacts it, I mean, it, it can, and usually where the meat impacts that time frame is how much surface area is exposed. So if you think of something, thin with a lot of surface area like a flank steak or maybe a boneless skinless chicken breast those need less time than something like a um like a whole roast for example so and just a real quick example like let's say you take that boneless skinless chicken breast you put it in some italian dressing and throw it in the fridge in the morning on your way to work and you're thinking i'm gonna cook that for dinner tonight it'll be great and oops you forget about it when you get home The next morning when you pull it out, it's a little mealy and and gray on the Mm -hmm. outside or white on the outside. Well, that's because that marinade, the acid in the marinade is like chemically cooked the surface of the meat. And so it's it's not going to have great texture anymore. It's going to be completely broken down. And you've got all that surface area and something like an Italian dressing that has vinegar and probably some lemon juice in it. Highly acidic. You know, you don't need to go a full two days in that. So. Just, you know, so a few how, hours.
0: How, how a few hours, three two hours, three, two, two hours. Okay.
1: Okay. Real quick. I've, I saw one time with a chicken marinade, that just said you could marinate it 30 minutes in, in the salt brine. That, that's, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. You could do that too.
2: Okay. So a, a brine's a little different than a marinade. It's using the, the salt
1: as, ah. a, a, to draw into the meat. It's using osmosis and diffusion. So we've learned about acid and salt all from our barbecue expert. That's why they don't let me answer questions around here. So thanks for that, Andy. Be sure to check out our uh, April Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Smoke on Wheels, pork marinade and injection in the big half gallon. Coming up, we got best-selling barbecue author Bill West. He's got Big Book of Barbecue Tricks, which you can get on Amazon, and his website is barbecuetricks.com. That's coming up next on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Gronerman, our guest this week, best selling barbecue author Bill West. He's got the big book of Barbecue Tricks. Love that name. You can buy it on Amazon. You also can check Bill out at his website, which is barbecuetricks.com. And that's not the BBQ. That's, spell it out, barbecuetricks.com. And, of course, he's got a huge YouTube channel following. Bill West, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Dave. And actually, yeah, I thought real hard about that. So I actually did B B Q bbqtricks.com oh, as I, well. I, oh, so they can do either one? You, they can yeah okay okay good i thought i made a mistake which i never do <laughs> no, by the yeah. way <laughs>
4: that's the problem you know in, in doing websites with barbecue and you know what wait how do you spell it Once, <laughs> there's so many there i even had at one point i don't i don't even think i kept it but uh the q u e version of the uh, oh, spelling yeah well,
1: so. yeah there's really three <laughs> versions and Uh, that's right i think i think in websites and stuff not to get on a tangent but i think i see more often the bbq i mean that's how we are we're bbq radio network if you happen to look us up but uh well anyway so yeah uh, before we before we talk about i want to talk about your book of course the big book of barbecue tricks uh first of all we have something in common we have both been country radio disc jockeys
4: yeah we can uh now how long have you been were you doing I, are you, you're still, uh, you're in the radio biz. I, but, uh, I
1: do. I have a, a little morning show in Burlington, Kansas on one of our affiliates. Nice. Uh, it's 977 The Dog and i uh, playing classic rock, but I, in Kansas City, I, I was on a couple of different country stations. What station are you on now? And you're, of course, in South Carolina. Wait, what city? My
4: station. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina,
1: and we can talk about that too. We got some great barbecue. Oh here. yeah!
4: But ninety six point nine, the Wolf. And if you go to ninety six point nine the wolf dot com, listen there and uh, classic hits <laughs> uh, and most of the you know, most of the, uh, you know a lot of guys in country music and just a lot of classic uh, classic music everybody loves. Well, and, and anyway,
1: one more thing before we start talking barbecue, and then you've got a, a big YouTube following, don't you too? Yeah, you know,
4: it's funny. I I think uh, I started the the blog website first and then it kind of I started doing just little offhanded short it was 2008, so YouTube was just getting going and you know how to check the temperature on a turkey. Mm. Uh you know, and simple little things like that. Uh my, my brother-in-law has a restaurant in Hilton Head, so uh, I had him uh, do some stuff on there and it didn't really he didn't it was kind of a sleeper for a while i didn't do much and then all of a sudden like two years later on thanksgiving i get an email from youtube saying hey uh this is kind of popping you want to <laughs> and it was because of the people checking uh checking a temperature on a on a turkey and uh so i i kind of dialed it up from there and, and for a while was doing a weekly show called great tv with uh my uh barbecue friend jack Waybor here when i moved to charleston i got kind of heavy into the, the the cooking scene uh the competition scene i should say and uh and actually got into judging a little bit and uh, I, i've kind of dropped off of that just started doing the books and the books have kind of taken off so uh, i love youtube i wish i had more time for it i think you know it's it's where every, all the eyes are right now, um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I like well, the-
1: I like one of these quotes so, uh, it, it's for you, Bill. It says. The videos are usually just a beer in length. <laughs>
4: That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. We just had, it'd be two guys. Uh, you know, it was really a video podcast is what it was at the time. And uh, two guys would do a recipe. And uh, a lot of the stuff that I've learned and put into the books were uh, kind of culled from my uh, TV or video partner there, Jack Weber, who was a long time. Is a long time barbecue com- competition guy. And I started dabbling in the competition, started kind of jotting down some tricks and tried to pick up some things and did my first book on kind of straddling that line between backyarder and maybe getting into competition and maybe being a, a, a judge and finding the place that works for everybody.
2: So we're talking with best selling author Bill West and Talking about the books, I mean, let's jump into the new book. You've got five, but the <laughs> the the big book of barbecue tricks. Right out of the gate, you know, I I want to know what the secret ingredients are. <laughs> like yeah, right yeah, I, on the cover. Let's go dig into that.
4: <laughs> you know, I did, that's a way of doing. You know, there's there's so many different tricks, and some of the tricks can be either techniques, they can be uh, methods of cooking, or they can just be uh, little ingredients that uh, you you cook with. And, uh, you know, I I think the one that would come to mind as a secret ingredient that some people use to cheat, like a smoke ring, uh, would be uh, like a curing, a curing salt uh, or a, uh, like, have you ever heard the term tender quick is like a brand important. That's right. And what's interesting is, so we had
2: uh, Rodney Scott on and we were talking about MSG as a tool. Uh, and barbecue ingredient, and it's very polarizing. And so is tender quick, right? It's a absolutely. It's a, it's a polarizing ingredient, especially in competitions, because cooks go, "Oh man, he just ma- he manufactured that smoke ring." Um, so it's it's interesting and good to hear that you know that's one of those tips and tricks. Uh, yeah. a good tender quick use, and you don't have to use a lot of it. It's just a quick hit and get it off, but it will help create that smoke ring.
4: Or, yeah, maybe you're making jerky. It's, uh, pretty useful for, uh, like curing things like that or doing. I, I just checked one of the recipes I have, uh, the turkey legs. If you're going to, you know, slow smoke some turkey legs and you want that texture and, and that pinkness that they get, uh, like at Disney World or at the fair, uh, you use a little tender quick, uh, in, in the, in the brine and that'll really make it give it, a will almost give it like a ham like texture but that's it's funny you mentioned rodney scott and he's a a friend of mine here in charleston he's going gangbusters but in the video i got a great video where i went to visit him at his original restaurant um in uh when he was in hemingway south carolina it's a great looking place but there was an ingredient and I don't know if it was MSG. There is an ingredient that he was sprinkling all over his whole hog during our video shoot. And there's a ton of comments where people are uh, giving their theories about what he's using. And uh, that was actually one of my, I, I didn't know. That was one of my thoughts was that it was possibly MSG.
2: Yep, absolutely. So give me another, like as we're going through and and looking at at the website and checking out the the tips and tricks. So, ingredients are one great one. Um, what's your favorite technique trick? I guess I should say, like you're just you're All not.
4: Right, I'll, I'll give you two real quick. the The one that I, I really kind of stumbled into in the writing of the latest book, the Big Book of Barbecue Tr- Barbecue Tricks, was uh, uh, basically sous vide and grill. Which uh, you know, it's not slow smoke and barbecue, but uh, a lot of these guys these days are using uh, sous vide techniques and then just throwing it on the grill for the finish. And I thought that was really cool. I had a couple of the chefs that I, that I talked to for the book site uh, that they were doing that and getting into it. And uh, I mean, if you want to have a scientifically perfect steak, that's one way to do it. Then the other uh, technique, would Bill, be I'm going
1: ch- to stop you right there because we're running out of time in this segment, but of course we're bringing you back. I'm also going to ask you what a souvet is because I'm the idiot barbecuer of the group here. Uh, so we're going to learn All more right. about that. And of course we want to check out Bill West's book. It's big book of barbecue tricks You can get it on Amazon. You can also get it on the website, which is barbecuetricks.com, which is either spelled out or bbqtricks.com. And, of course, a big YouTube channel following. We're talking with Bill West. We'll be talking to him on the next segment right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention.
1: And welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster Annie Gronerman, and we are talking to best-selling barbecue author, Bill West. You want to check out his new book, Bill... I'm sorry, I started to say Bill, Bill West. Uh, Big Book of Barbecue Tricks. That's Big Book of Barbecue Tricks. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on his website, barbecuetricks.com, and you can either spell out barbecuetricks.com or BBQ tricks.com and of course he's got a huge youtube channel following uh bill right at the end of end of that last segment we uh, had to cut you off we were running out of time but before we go any, you you mentioned a, a term that i'm not familiar with i know Dan, andy does but savide is that right S- Sous-vide. 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 That- what, what is that yeah, don't ask me to spell it right now, because every, every time I put it in the book
4: uh, or quoted somebody, I had to look it up. But, Get the uh, little squiggly line underneath it on I, your computer. <laughs> I think it's French, but uh, yeah, it, sounds- it is a uh, cooking technique that uh, they basically they'll, they'll submerge your food whatever food it is mm-hmm. and slow cook it in warm water or you know gently heated water and sometimes it'll take a long time to to cook but what some of these barbecue guys will do they'll they'll put uh a filet uh filet mignon in in the in the pouch and they'll cook it to internal perfection you know medium rare And uh, that'll be, you know, scientifically exact medium rare temperature. And uh, then they'll pop it out as soon as it's at the right temperature and throw it on the grill for a couple seconds and perfect, perfect cook. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the
2: the cool thing about sous vide is, is it is. So it's another uh, essentially a low and slow cooking method. Right. So you're going to take something and vacuum seal it. Uh, and you can put whatever seasonings you want in it uh, and all of that. And then you're going to put it into a water bath. That's essentially the temperature that you want to end up at or slightly higher. And you're able to get that kind of even cooking and then just go right to the grill and sear. And of course, when you sear, you get all of that Mallard reaction flavor going on. So it's a, it's a cool technique to use. Now, I'm not a fan of using it on a tender cut, like a filet, and we'll talk about meat here in a second, but, um, because it's already tender. I use like I love to do a sous vide on something like a boneless short rib that needs some time and then get that sear on it. But uh, let's talk about meat for a minute. Like one of the secrets, you know, we talked a little bit about ingredients and techniques, but uh, when we were talking off the air, you said another secret might be the kind of meat that you use.
4: So yeah, talking to a lot of these different chefs and, and other like meat purveyors, uh, they always, you know, of course, they're going to go towards higher quality meats. But uh, I, I actually started getting involved with Butcher Box a little bit, and they do grass fed beef, but they also do heritage breed pork, and that's like where I first, I, I could really taste a difference when I uh, had a heritage breed pork. Uh, pork chop. It's what, like you. Uh,
2: what's your favorite breed? So, uh, like you know, there's Duroc and Berkshire and probably, Red Wattle. Probably
4: Duroc. I get into it a little bit. You know, it's so hard to get uh, m- much more than you know the the normal uh, anywhere. But uh, if you can get Duroc or Berkshire, of course, that's going to be great. And sometimes they won't even say. It's like uh, uh, some some purveyors won't exactly say the exact breed, but uh, or they'll. Have uh, mixed breeds, but uh, even even something different than what's coming off the Walmart shelf. Yeah, uh, it has enough to to make it pop for me.
2: Yeah, and and honestly, and a lot of uh, hogs these days. Uh, when you think about um, hogs and and the National Pork Council, forever the the theme was pork, the other white meat. Right? They were actually trying mm-hmm. to deporkify pork and
1: just in 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 can we quote you on that
2: (laughs) (laughs)
4: but you're right you're right
2: you know it it's not really the other white meat it's fatty and unctuous and and it's a it's a phenomenal uh animal and and so but they tried to breed that out of it for so long so bringing duroc and berkshire and some of those back into uh the production of of commodity pork and then these heritage breeds that we're seeing again it, it's a big deal and uh, yeah. i'm a huge fan of duroc myself that's why i was asking what your favorite was um, yeah, and
4: i get into it a little bit in the in, in some of the books like the different different ones and honestly i can't even remember duroc is the is the the there's some that are really good for bacon and there's uh you know uh, a couple other breeds it's just hard to find My 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 suggestion for people would be you know, try other local farmer's market I've seen more recently that now that farmers markets are, are, are open, you can find like local guys and, and they'll know they'll talk that language. And, uh, and that's kind of fun too. So, uh, that'd be my tip for people. And, and really, uh,
2: especially with, uh, COVID and the whole pandemic, people are more interested in, in farm to table and where did their product, where did it come from? Right. So that's, pretty exciting for them we're we're sitting here talking with bill West he's a best selling author uh and the other topic that I saw in the new book that was interesting to me was cookers you've you've yeah. been around a lot of different cookers you've got a lot of different methods and techniques Let's talk a little bit about cookers,
4: yeah, you know that's kind of how I ended up like I'm on my fifth this is my fifth book, but it started out I was doing barbecue tricks on a blog and and I I'd do little tips and tricks like you know double skewer a shish kebab or shrimp so they don't spin around and and all those little things. I had a ton of those little tips. But then uh, the, a publisher asked me to do one on electric smokers. And at that point, I was like pretty deep into uh i was deep into uh, some of the competition i'm like people are gonna laugh at this but i, I did have i did have a, a real appreciation for my first cooker was uh my first smoker i should say was a cheap little bullet electric smoker with a a, a coil and it was super primitive but it did ex- it taught me exactly what i needed to learn which is you, know, you just hold a, a low slow temperature Add some wood chunks and you're going to get a good product or you can get a good product. And 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 from there, go ahead. Oh, I was just
2: going to say electric cookers are an interesting animal because they're a dry heat source. So unlike a wood heat source where you're adding moisture to the chamber, you have to be able to manage cooking with a dry heat source. And those electric coils do take some knowledge to
4: figure out. Yeah, I mean they've got more advanced cookers like that, and and from there I did uh, I, I got in and and the pellet cookers kind of exploded on the scene. But oh, I started seeing them before they really became popular. Trakers have been around for a while, but once their patent you know came up or whatever they had, uh, now you're seeing them all over the place. But that is kind of a trick unto itself, I guess, is what I'm getting to the the cooker and being able to use real wood smoke. And one of those pellet cookers, which actually uses, you know, it's it's burning real wood in in an incredible little way in that little fire pot underneath. I think that's one of the coolest tricks. And it, I love it. And it's, uh, it's how I kind of miss my go to cooker. really. Yeah, it really takes
2: it takes some of the hard element of cooking with wood out of it, because one of the biggest issues of cooking with wood is getting that nice, clean fire. Uh, so that you get the right kind of smoke and not that acrid, uh, bitter smoke, and a, an a pellet cooker does that. It gives you that nice little forge essentially in the bottom, so you always get a nice clean burn. Pellet smokers are great, and just some really- people
4: just and it's just easy for a lot of people. So some people want to work hard and want to stoke the fire and need a stick burner, but some people just really want it to be a lot easier, and and I, that's what I love about it.
1: Well, Bill, we only got one minute left, and I wanted everybody to, again, check him out. It's Bill West. He's a best-selling barbecue author. Five books, uh, but the top book we've been talking about a lot today is Big Big Book of Barbecue Tricks. That's Big Book of Barbecue Tricks. Great name, by the way, Bill. Um, and
4: I will say, it, I've got a full freebie ebook on the website, too, oh, barbecuetricks.com, okay. yeah. so they can get that, and there's a bunch of good sides and sauces there
1: check out barbecuetricks.com, either BBQ or spell it out that's barbecuetricks.com. and also follow them on YouTube channel and also you can listen to them in Charleston South Carolina at Classic Hits 96.9 The Wolf Bill thanks again for being on the show we really appreciate it I appreciate it guys Very much Have a great Rest of the day And that again Was Bill West Check him out On Amazon And get his book Big book On barbecue tricks Coming up next segment We'll be talking to Andy About cooking with spirits That's all coming up next Right here On Barbecue Radio Network I'm probably okay To have one more drink Before I drive home I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just put some gum in my mouth. Step out of
4: the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign stop and call a cab, a car or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by Nitsa and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They've got commercial and now residential smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. And please support your local barbecue joints like Peter's Ribs and Catering in Litchfield, Minnesota. Peter's Ribs and Caterings located at 61260 Highway 12 West in Litchfield, Minnesota. And when you're in Litchfield, be sure to listen to us on the original KLFD AM 1410 and 95.9 FM radio in your Meeker County original for the best in local news, sports, events, and weather. And you can check them out at klfdradio.com. Thanks, of course, for being a part of Barbecue Radio Network. Talking now with Andy Gronerman, my co-host, who is the Reserve Grand Champion at the American Royal Open. And what you got this week for our product spotlight? Last week, we covered, what, five different things? So yeah, we're absolutely. just going to have you narrow it down to one this
2: time. All right. So we were talking a little bit earlier with Bill about some ingredients that you can use as secret ingredients mm-hmm. and, and talking about like a tender quick. Right. Well, another thing that you can use is phosphate, and there are some... Uh, marinades out there that you can get or some some liquid brines that contain that. And what it does is it helps break down the protein and and allow it to hold more moisture and and bring in more of those flavors. So the Butcher's Bird Booster is my product for uh, say this. Say that one. again. Butcher's Bird Booster. And you
1: say that three times fast. I, I refuse <laughs> to say it three times <laughs> fast. Is,
2: is that Dave's? Yes. <laughs> yes. And so it's It's a great Chicken. You you can either put it with your marinade. You can put it just with uh, a vegetable stock or chicken stock or even water, and and soak your your chicken in it, or you can inject with it, and you'll get more tenderness, more flavor out of it. It's. It, I bet it would fall in line with that secret ingredient list uh, out of Bill's book. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so there's. And, and we were talking, you know, we we've, we've talking about the high price of brisket and, and yes. burn ants and all that. And so, obviously, another way to go is chicken. And here's a, another way to make the chicken even better, right? Absolutely. Very nice. Very I, nice. I, I
0: should clarify my comment when I, I said, is that Dave's? I, I was referring to Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue.
1: I, I figured as much because when he said Dave's, I'm thinking, all I got at home is salt and pepper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, thanks for that. So let's now turn to Cooking with Spirits um, and... Um, to me, and I always joke about this, is about you know. Well, I don't want to get drunk eating eating a steak, but but it, but what what you're going to present to us cooks out. Now, here's my question: before you even get started, and I apologize, I should wait. <laughs> How do you know when it's cooked when the alcohol is cooked out? Because let's face it, you're serving it to the family. You don't want the twelve year old getting drunk. How do you know when it's cooked out? So there are different
2: um, techniques for doing that, right? So you can light it with a a torch and right. burn some of the alcohol off. Um, you can let it dissipate on its own. When we cook with it and, and let it simmer and, and braise, you're going to get evaporation of the alcohol. Uh, okay. and, and alcohol evaporates at a lower temperature than water, so you lose it first. Okay. Um, but to get it to where it's it's pretty much non-existent, um, you, know, you need to probably let it braise for a couple of hours. Now, it depends on how much you're using, too, right? If you only put in you know uh, a splash a a splash or (laughs) let's say a half a cup of wine or half a cup of bourbon in that's your entire sauce has that right and it's going to be cups of liquid so your overall volume is small and then you're going to reduce it over time so usually the the actual alcohol content isn't going to impact your your
1: cook much you know before you get talking to barbecue things using using spirits ex-girlfriend many years ago, but she had her um, spaghetti sauce, and she had, well, I can't remember what kind of wine she put in it, but it was probably the best spaghetti sauce I've ever had in my life. Oh, and yeah. and and so and I was like, well, I don't want to get drunk eating spaghetti. She goes, it's cooked off! But anyway, so so give us some examples of, of different things you can use for cooking with spirits. Alright, so you've got options, right? So you can use something like a
2: beer, mm-hmm. uh, brown liquors like you no, know, my favorite is whiskey, but whiskey, brandy, cognac all fit in a, in a place. Rum has a place. And then of course wines. Like if you think about a short rib, you can braise a short rib in red wine and get an amazing sauce to finish with and all of that flavor. Um, and an alcohol does a couple of different things. It'll help tenderize meat. It's oh. a flavor enhancer. Um, and it also can be used as a flavor in a marinade. Um, and then you can finish with it and kind of double down on that. So if you put it into a sauce, like the pasta sauce you were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, as it cooks, it's going to enhance the flavors of that sauce. Um, so you've got options there. So some ways that you can use it. So first and foremost, beer, you can substitute beer one-to-one essentially uh, for, for any liquid in whatever you're doing, whether you're making a marinade or an injection or are
1: going to build a sauce, you can almost swap beer out one to one. And so now, a little side note. Sorry, you know me, ADD. Uh, we've talked about in the past about the the beer chicken thing, where you stuff the the chicken oh, with yes, the beer and put yes, it on the, the grill. Beer can
2: chicken. Yeah, talk about that real quick. So the thought process behind a beer can chicken is you are using some liquid, some moisture in the beer mm-hmm. can, along with any aromatics and 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 veg flavors that you want garlic and things like that, uh, to help moisturize that chicken from the inside. Right. Right. Cause you are essentially standing it on the beer can. And so you're getting moisture and flavor by cooking on that beer can. And the theory is, is that alcohol is going to boil off at around 175 degrees. So, below the temperature that you're cooking at, that's going to start to boil and you're going to get those flavors infused into your chicken.
1: And you can use a full chicken with a beer can, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that detour, but I just got thinking about that. Anyway, that is a fine detour (laughs) Um,
2: and it's, it makes perfect sense. So, you know, so you can use beer in, in that type of a scenario. um, But if you wanted to make like fish tacos using a beer, like a, you know, I love to take like a Medello Negro and put that in my marinade for fish tacos. Makes phenomenal flavor in your fish tacos. Um, you can use something like a whiskey or a cognac or a brandy uh, in your marinade, but also in your sauces. So if I'm grilling a steak, a whiskey peppercorn sauce, you get all of those great oaky notes out of the bourbon and and you mix that into your sauce. Uh, the peppercorns are going to give you that nice little kick. And and you can really enhance the flavors there. Um, the key thing you have to worry about uh, when you're starting to think about cooking with spirits is when you add that alcohol, it is going to boil at a lower temperature, whatever you're putting it in. Right? Okay. So that you have to lengthen your cook time a little bit. And sometimes that's to your benefit. Something like a, a short rib like we were talking about. If I'm going to braise that in some red wine it's going to start to boil off at a lower temperature, 175. Water boils at 212. So when I'm cooking and I'm letting that braising process happen, it's happening at a lower temperature, so I'm going to have to let it cook a little longer to get it to temp- to the internal temperature that we want. Right, because you don't,
1: you don't want to have it all cooked on the outside and raw on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we kind of do that both ways to manage that. So
2: you can use the alcohol While you're cooking and it's going to help lengthen that cook process because you're going to evaporate it away and it's going to keep the cooking temperature a little lower and then you can use it when you're done as part of the sauce. So Mm. as it's simmering away, let's say we pull those uh, short ribs out because now they're cooked. I can strain off all of the other stuff in the sauce and put that into a skillet. And then just reduce that down a little bit. And then it becomes the sauce that we eat with the short ribs. And it is
1: amazing. Sounds so good. And, and so the thing of it is, this is one of those cases, and and you can correct me on this, but we talk about low and slow, that pretty much if you're going to be using the alcohol, you kind of have to be in the mindset of low and slow, I assume?
2: Uh, yeah. And if you're going to grill something, then you're really trying to use the alcohol in the marinade as a tenderizer or as part of a sauce. So... Like just some examples, you know, we were talking about the fish tacos, uh, phenomenal there, but you can do like a flat iron steak or a flank steak and and do like a red wine sauce only. You don't have to marinate it in the red wine. You might marinate it in some citrus and other flavors and then use the red wine in the sauce. You can take chicken and smoke that and then take white wine and tarragon oh. and put that together. Uh, And let it finish in that, let some of that rendered chicken fat and the wine reduce and get a nice light sauce for that. Um, There's so many ways that you can do it. You can take and finish uh, a dessert with rum, for example. I can grill bananas or grill pineapple and then finish those with a little coating of rum and grill that off and burn that rum off, and it caramelizes Ow. and gives you great flavor.
1: You know, Andy's so smart. Anytime he learns something new about barbecue, he has to take something out of his brain. That's There's so much information in there. Thanks again, Andy. And also want to thank again our earlier guest, best-selling barbecue author Bill West. He's got a big book of barbecue tricks. You can get it on Amazon or check out his website, which is barbecuetricks.com. Coming up next week, Brian Walby, and we're going to be talking about brines and marinades here on Barbecue Radio Network.